0: Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod Emergency Edition. I'm your host Bobby Howard. With me we got Ty. and this is one I did not expect to be having uh, at this point in time, but uh, I guess here we are. Uh, the Houston Chronicle, if you didn't if you didn't see it or are just not on Twitter today, uh, Houston Chronicle released a report uh, saying that Oklahoma and Texas were both looking into warring joining the SEC. Uh, both OU and Texas these very weird, you know, kind of noncommittal statements about it. Um, Texas a mad. Oklahoma state's upset. Everything's going on. It's the summer of 2011 right over again. And uh, I, I, here we are times a flat circle Ty, um, your initial thoughts on this. When you saw the news that uh, OU and Texas were looking at making a jump to the SEC. What, what do you think?
1: I mean, I I still don't believe that, uh, I don't, you know, it's, I haven't seen anything really solid on it. I, I don't doubt, you know, that shopping around is more or less constantly happening, but um, you are, uh, I think you've had a chance to read a little bit more than than I have. I've, I've kind of been headline skimming it, um, you know, and, and nobody... You know, nobody bought the Houston Chronicle, unless it like, uh, ugh, it's so hard to speak, and nobody besides the Houston Chronicle, journalistically, uh, is really committing to a line there. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. You know, that's that's really the one source right now. So, um, who knows? I I don't see, I don't see how that benefits OU specifically in any way this year, especially.
0: Um, I guess we'd
1: be too late for that, anyways. But it's yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it. Um, I mean, it certainly is interesting. And you know, we we if you look on Twitter, you do see a couple pretty credible sources, uh, Kirk Bulls uh, from Texas, and uh, some stuff from Kerry uh, Murdoch, where they haven't confirmed it. Like journalistically said, like this is a thing that's happening. But what they're saying, for the most part, is there's there's more than just like smoke here, that this is actually something that might be happening there. This talk is legitimate. Um, and there, there, there's a chance that this could be a real deal and, you know, whether or not it's just a smoke screen to get, you know, a bigger, you know, try to try to get a bigger sway on the next uh, contract negotiations for TV and everything, or if it's to try to, you know, drum up a race for them with the big 10 coming in potentially. Um, who knows? It could just be leverage. But what I do know is this is substantial. Uh, when asked for comment, uh, the, uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma both did not sound very committal to anything. Um, so I don't know. I, I think there's real real validity to the fact that OU and Texas are not happy in the Big 12. Uh, and, and at least with OU's end, it stems a lot from... Uh, the, the OU Nebraska 11 a.m. game, which is just truly something that uh, kind of soiled that weekend. Everyone who's been to a really good college football game knows that, like the prime time element adds just a full day. You know, the pageantry and all that is—it's a bigger deal than you'd think. So, OU's clearly upset with the, uh, uh, the Big 12. Uh, Texas—I don't know why they're upset, but uh, I guess they just want to come along too. But it—it's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of pros, a lot of cons to it. Um, but yeah, Ty, uh, what I'm do you- I'm
1: sure on the Texas side, you know, there's some stuff that's not visible to us, you know, just because we're not plugged into Texas. You know, maybe they're having some issues with like what they want with like Longhorn Network or, or something. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure there are, you know, some legitimate things. Um, but I I do have you know some more <laughs> some more thoughts. <laughs>
0: And is, is big scared.
1: Uh A&M is not only scared, A&M is I think legitimately very pissed off because it would just absolutely kill them uh if if OU or Texas let alone both joined uh, the SEC
0: because that was like A&M's one thing that they had um for for recruits. Uh, what are you and right, not right. Are you telling me the guys dressed up as milkmen and yelling weird things while grabbing their crotch was not a big selling point? Or
1: yeah, A and M. It's honestly no matter what happens with these rumors, uh, it was worth it just to see A and M uh, fans and donors reacting to uh, it. Could it could just all be a ploy by Texas just to screw with A and M, uh, which would be amazing. Um, but I I did want to say. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that, that sort of scuttled that deal last time with OU leaving the Big 12, allegedly, was the sort of package deal um, ideas where, where OU is really not willing to go to a conference alone. Um, and it seems like Texas, you know, is, is the same way. And, and Oklahoma State, you know, would really love to stick with, with us. And I think we would like to stick with them as well. Uh, but – you know, a, a three-team package deal. I, I'm not trying to, like, you know, talk, talk shit on Oklahoma State, but they're not as appealing to anyone else as as OU and Texas. Is. Like, Texas is – I may have to check my notes. I know some of the California schools are really big um, market-wise now, especially with, with China. But uh, Texas is uh, one of the largest markets, period, in college football. Like, they could be trash – they're bringing in a ridiculous amount of money. Um, and OU is a nationally, you know, relevant, or the front runner for the championship this year. Like OU is a much smaller market wise, but uh, extremely relevant. So uh, if we had to stick with someone personally, you know, I love, I love Bedlam and Stillwater. I, I don't want Bedlam ever to stop, but if you made me choose between two, uh, I would have to go with playing Texas every year, or or having a guaranteed Texas game. If I really had to choose between a guaranteed OSU game or a guaranteed Texas game, there couldn't be both. I'd take Red River every
0: time. Um, yeah, OU Texas is a special experience as a whole.
1: Yeah, it's a OU, whole game in the middle. Of the
0: is just like when it's in Stillwater; it's a cool rivalry game. That's the best it is.
1: Yeah, and it, it it could be you know this whole thing could be a, a leverage move by it would be extremely smart by by OU in Texas because you know without OU in, in Texas the big 12, without OU the Big Twelve is arguably a, a group of five conference uh, when it comes to football in some ways and again I'm not trying to talk crap we have some good teams but if you pull out the money of Texas. And then the national relevance and and sort of consistency of OU, the Big Twelve is is done. are you know, I I can't even imagine um, what would happen to the Big Twelve without without the two teams. The I can is- see an absolute like complete, um, the Big Twelve would just completely dissolve. I I can see Oklahoma State maybe getting to like the Big Ten um you academics know, academics they
0: wouldn't let them in probably
1: yeah i could i could see uh i could really see all the teams going elsewhere even down to what are currently considered group of Five conferences um but yeah it's it's really it's definitely interesting you know as, as we hear more about it
0: um, so and get more info what I probably think would happen there is the big 12 just kind of poaches the top tier American teams, you know, get like a Memphis, get, you know, all these teams that they were talking about getting uh, a couple years ago to add onto this big 12 that we have right now uh, and just kind of, you know, take the cream of the crop of the American. Yeah. I guess it, so you
1: do Memphis and Houston.
0: Yeah. They're maybe. like that, that type of group. And it's not a great solution, but you know, let, let's be honest, the the bones of this conference other than OU and Texas are not great. Uh I, I saw on Twitter today, I, I believe Red Dirt Sport was the one who who brought it up, but uh, the second largest stadium in the Big Twelve is Iowa State, which is just um I mean it's a far cry from the days we had Nebraska, we had Missouri, we you had, you know, Colorado, these massive stadiums, even te- well, I mean Texas m in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, that that's that that was a lot to lose. And I, I think over the years uh, Oklahoma and Texas have really realized that it, it was a step down and you know they there have been great big 12 teams Texas Tech or uh, it's not Texas Tech well I mean yeah kind of Texas Tech at 08 but um, yeah. you know no, T- Texas, T- Texas Tech has definitely had nationally yeah. relevant teams that have popped up here and there true what, what I meant to say is like TCU's run in you know uh, the mid 2000 or 2010s yeah. uh, along with Baylor in the uh, Bryles era Uh, you know, those were good teams, but let's, let's be honest. That's not a sustainable, big type of deal. Um, and I, I think you lose a little bit of regional stability, but let's be, I I just don't think it, it, I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's worth it, especially if you move OU and Texas into the West and then Alabama, Auburn out, out East, bring in Missouri, then you have a pretty solid base with uh, some rivalries going with OU Missouri, OU Arkansas. Uh, you can drive to Texas a And uh, drive to Texas. You know those are some drivable games. Uh, yeah.
1: So he- here are uh, here's a here's a question actually for for you that I guess we can just kind of bounce off of. Um, what does OU? Or, or Texas, specifically OU, you know, we're, we're an OU podcast, and, and that's what we can speak to. What does OU really get out of joining the SEC if we did, and what does the SEC get out of that? Because I, it seems like they're already so top-heavy. I can see reasons for OU wanting to go over there, but at the same time, you know, if we're at a point where we think we're at right now, where we're nationally relevant anyways – it doesn't really make sense for us to dive into what is realistically probably going to be a tougher schedule in, in a lot of cases. And then also risking to have to be in a super, super top-heavy conference, um, you know, because Georgia is still going to be, you know, OU coming over is not going to make Georgia any less good. It's not going to make Bama any less good. It's the way that recruiting is now. It's It's more or less national anyways. Regional recruiting is – is gone as we knew it, um, you know, back in the day. So I don't, you know what, I don't see a a massive benefit. I'm sure there's more on the business side, but I really don't see, you know, if OU can be king of its conference in terms of of relevance and have a good enough schedule and the freedom to schedule those out of conference and then have a, you know, a safer uh, play into the postseason, that sure seems like it makes a lot more sense.
0: uh, I I think... I think that makes, I I see where you're coming from. I think those are all good points for pro big 12, for sure. I just feel like the SEC in general provides a more interesting schedule. Uh, You have a little bit more of an interesting, interesting base of locations. You know, if you, if you're going to Oxford, if you're going to, uh, you know, Baton Rouge uh, every other year, um, and then you, you know, go off to the East at times, you know, I, I feel like I feel like the big 12 has become a little stale, go to the same, you know, you have nine teams instead of 16. uh, And for the most part, they're pretty bad. You get like one random good team that you play every year. And that's it. Other than that kind of blowouts, you're playing in a lot of kind of smaller towns, which I I truly love. And I do not want to disrespect. Um, But let's be honest. Like some of these sec trips, go into Fayetteville would be really cool. I, I think it would be, I think it would introduce better games into the schedule uh i think it would have bigger tv numbers i think it would be just more of an interesting season all the way through because ty let, let's be honest would when we go through the season sometimes it can be a little boring where we're making a preview for you know the same team over and over again and you know they're, they're as we described one time you know just computer cpus you have to get by uh you know where it's not yep. even like a like a tough game um i gotta say Shout out Jesse from uh, Boomtown Hoops. Uh, I think I'm more excited than nervous right now, but uh, probably should be more nervous than here's, I am. Yeah, but so here's here's a question,
1: sort of balancing off what you just said uh, with with the Big Twelve being stale. Wouldn't adding teams and returning to a divisional Big Twelve fix that? So you know, even outside of relevance, adding Memphis. And then, you know, someone else, preferably outside of Texas, maybe looking at a team and that is drivable uh, to, to some extent. Well, I guess, you know, I, there's teams maybe looking at a team in Utah or something um, that, that start to spread out. You know, that would, that would certainly increase the, uh, the interest of, of games, I guess. But, uh, I mean, you're right about, you know, Fayetteville hard to beat, uh, Louisiana hard to beat. Oxford or, or Starkville even Starkville is really underrated uh, just cause it's kind of washed out by, by Oxford, but Starkville is a great destination too. So yeah, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of stuff it is really drivable. I mean, uh, even more so than, than some of our in-conference stuff. So, I mean, that does make sense, but uh, I don't really think, you know, that's, that's maybe not a huge deciding factor for, for OU. So, so here comes the other possibility that a lot of people have talked out talked about for a while is why doesn't OU just go independent, especially with the NCAA becoming less relevant, conferences becoming less relevant,
0: recruiting wise, and, and everything else. Um, why wouldn't we go that route? I, I think the biggest problem with independence is having to you know forge together a schedule that's good every year. Um, I know no- Notre Dame has their deal with the ACC where it's a little bit easier for them uh BYU puts a decent schedule together but it's nothing on the tier of what you would even get in the big 12 in terms of consistently getting good teams over and over again um which which is tough it it, it could be doable but it would be a bit of a stretch um and personally I, I I've I've flirted with the idea myself but I just I don't think it's probably the right answer Um yeah shout out to witty i also want to see OU you at death valley uh even though that would definitely probably uh kill me <laughs> that would be that would be really cool uh, i don't so- know i don't know what would get me first the booze or the lsu fans
1: yeah. probably both so here's uh oh yeah louisiana is crazy it's I'll, I'll never forget walking into a walmart and the first like three aisles of walmart just being liquor <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what kind of place is this? Um, yeah, yeah, Ty, you're you're a resident. uh You know, you 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 grew up a lot of uh, your time in the South. You know, uh, came to OU from Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, how would OU? F- how would the culture fit with OU into the SEC? Does Does that I, make sense? I'm not
1: gonna lie. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It is. I personally, having lived in both, it is. I think it is very different. The the you get this idea of sort of Southern states, but there's really depending on how you want to define it four or five really different sort of cultures. Uh, you got the, the Southern states that are like Virginia and, and North Carolina. I've, I've lived in both of those as well. Um, and South Carolina lived there. So, so I've lived, I've lived in, uh, Southern state wise. I've lived in Florida, Oklahoma, if you want to count it, Mississippi, both Carolinas and Virginia. Um, and I can tell you that the the Carolinas are kind of their own thing. Virginia is kind of its own thing culturally. Florida obviously is Florida. Everybody knows that. Uh, Louisiana is kind of its own culture uh, around New Orleans, but uh, just sort of Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, and and then you know northern Louisiana is really its own thing. It's separate culturally from from Tennessee. It's more mountain, you know, people. Arkansas. Is kind of its own thing. Oklahoma and Texas, I, I really believe culturally, are are very similar and very much their own their own thing. Uh, and I think if when you really start to experience you know, like Mississippi, uh, a lot of Louisiana. I know Jameson from Louisiana, so maybe we can get him on and, and talk about that. But it is very different, I think, culturally um, in in a lot of ways that would really surprise you. Uh, but yeah, I I think it would be a good. Fit, you know, uh, team-wise and, and, and fan-base-wise, you have that same level of passion and that, that same level of uh, taking it, I don't know if taking it seriously is, is the right word. Um, and then outside of, you know, Atlanta and and uh, Louisiana, in, in Mississippi and in Alabama, uh, you really get that same OU-type feeling where this is the peak of football in your state. You know, there's a lot of Saints fans in in Mississippi. Um, Nobody's really a fan of any of the Tennessee teams, I think even in Tennessee. Uh, But, yeah, there's a lot of Saints fans, a lot of, you know, Falcons fans and and things like that. But the SEC football is is it, Um, which would be a really good fit, you know, for OU because that's how OU is as well. You know, we have our team. That's sort of the peak of football in Oklahoma. And then, uh, you know, same for Texas. There's no pro football team in Texas. So – uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that one took a second. That one took a second. That's fine. Yeah, it's I
0: that was a long-winded answer. But uh same but different. So we got we got some good stuff going in the chat here. Uh A and M they ain't big scared of shit. That's I I'm just uh and, you know they they probably shouldn't be because you know they've built a pretty good program out, you know. In, in the SEC, they can handle their own it, it wouldn't be like the old big 12 days I, I suppose yeah but I, I will say they, they they shouldn't want this because it it takes away from their biggest thing being you know uh, the only Texas team in the SEC that, that's yeah. a, that is a big big draw for AM and I think they would I think that would that would hurt them a little bit. I think we can all be realistic that I, I think that hurts their recruiting draw you know, probably more than anybody else in the uh, SEC. Um, but no, it wouldn't devastate them. They'd be, they'd be fine. You know, the, the facilities they built up there, their stadium is, is one of the best in the country. That being said, they yeah. probably do not want this at all.
1: Yeah, no, and a and you know, the it, we've yet to really see, and I hate to make this a talking point of everything, but it's such a huge thing. We've yet to really see the impact on recruiting of the NIL deals. And and we all know that it's ripe for, you know, those sort of the donor owns a dealership. Let me give you a million dollar a year contract to make commercials for my car dealership type thing.
0: And it like, has tech sags out here selling out
1: money. Yeah, we know that stuff is going to happen uh, recruiting wise, just openly because it's allowed now. Um, and I you know I personally I think it'll eventually even out you know I think it's I think there's gonna be a big swing that we've yet to see in terms of just ridiculous deals and then it'll it'll start to even out but uh I think it's a good thing but I, I think you know that's gonna be really big for for Am I think because Am has deeper pockets than a lot of their competitors they're traditionally better am has deeper pockets than auburn they've got deeper pockets than LSU um, they've I, Almost absolutely sure they've got deeper pockets than Bama, uh, and that can start to make a difference for sure. Um, yeah. So A and M definitely does not want Texas w- in the same region with even deeper pockets to come in uh, and and play their thing. Yeah, uh, yeah what yeah. I do what I do want to bring up, Bobby, and, and hear your thoughts on it is the least likely, uh, but most interesting, um, you know, potential realignment conversation for OU, and that's. The, I'll call it a fact. That's the fact that OU and Texas together, just those two, realistically have the power
0: to start their own conference. What do you think about that? Uh, my thing is, I feel like if OU and Texas like just started their own thing, that's kind of what we're already at. Um, other than all you would do is just remove Big Twelve leadership and bring in teams that are kind of like that. I, I don't think it would work. I'm not a fan of it. It would. It would probably end up just being like the Southwest Conference Junior. Um, that's that is an interesting. I, I, know, I mean, that is, that, I,
1: I really think I, I really think you wouldn't get anyone from the SEC because of the of brands. Course. But I think you would be able to take whoever you wanted from the Big Twelve, which would probably be most of the Big Twelve. You would potentially be able to sway. Um. Teams maybe that have left, I, I think you would have a really, really good pitch for Nebraska. Uh, I
0: don't think that would really add anything for well, us I mean, at all. I, I will say, I mean, like, really the, would... the biggest problem in Nebraska is they do not want to deal with Texas. Nobody really wants to deal with, deal with Texas because they are a toxic, toxic force. And true. I think that, that would be the, the biggest problem is everyone would look at Texas. It's like the wolf inviting the chickens into their, like, into its den. You know, it's, you you know what Texas is. So voluntarily, you know, letting them run the show in a way is like the worst thing you could do. Not to not but, to not to run all over your argument because it, yeah, no, it's
1: I mean, it, and it's it's not like it, it objectively it's not going to happen. But I I do think that if you were to take any two teams in college football or, or just pairings of two teams, Oklahoma and Texas, I think would for sure be up there in terms of teams that would be able to sway relevant people to to come over
0: and and do some, you know, new stuff. They would be the best two teams to start a conference for, for, for sure. I I definitely agree with that. Um, But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it it pans out. Um, You know, I, I, I think, I think it's not the worst fit in the world. The OU OU to OU to the SEC uh, uh, with Texas. I, I think like I, I agree with you. I think it's 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 better to go with Texas than to go with OSU. Even if we have to if we have to deal with that. And I think going with Texas to the SEC. You know, I think the SEC negates a lot of the weird, annoying, you know, elements of Texas. They'd probably have to give up the Longhorn network, uh, or figure out some way to redo, like maybe fold the Longhorn network into the SEC network. I, I don't know what they would do, but I, I feel like the biggest problems we have with Texas will get, would get negated. Uh, we wouldn't have to do with Fox, which is the worst. So.
1: Yeah, I just, I really don't. I, if, if I'm being honest, I, I don't, it's still not adding up in, in terms of anything other than just leverage against the big 12. I, I think that's the most realistic thing. I, I really, really do think it's, we're constantly exploring our options as anyone would be, but it, the SEC is already so top heavy. You know, I, it, it makes sense for them, but like, they're at, aren't they at 14 teams already?
0: Yeah, this would be a 16 team deal. Yeah. Uh, which would it, basically just be two tiny conferences.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, we're getting into. You know, uncharted territory. But I, I mean, I guess it makes sense for them, especially, you know, they have their own network already. The, the market size of Texas is absurd. And, you know, the relevance of, of OU at, at that point, if you pull OU and in, in Texas into the SEC, then at that point, I'm not trying to be like an OU homer, but you really do have the argument for an all SEC playoff even coming into coming into uh, the next couple of years, no disrespect to (laughs) Clemson, but you know, you get some, there's some fair arguments there. Uh, It
0: it would get very sec invitational ish.
1: Yeah. But it it just, it, it's still, it makes sense for OU from like a fan standpoint, but I'm not trying to give the sec too much credit, but like, at, up to this point, OU hasn't even ironed out our random losses to teams from Kansas. I'm not so sure that jumping into an SEC West schedule uh, plus Red River is is the best thing for our national relevance. I honestly think that we can beat any one of those teams uh, this next year and, and in the postseason, but that strength of schedule does wear on you. and And, you know, if we're not even able to win in Manhattan, Kansas – I would hate for us to have a schedule where we're playing in Death Valley. We're playing, you know, at Bama at like a night game. We're playing, you know, Texas still is always going to be difficult for us, even when we blow them out. We're playing uh, in College Station and and all those things. Like it's it's not something I don't think that really makes – the smartest
0: sense for OU. I, I think the biggest issue would be Texas for it. Like Texas, I don't know what they're doing with it. That, that would make no sense to me for sure. Um, but I, I feel like with OU, it's, it's a situation where I, I feel like you would have less of those, you know, we fall asleep and just don't even care type of games. I, I think they would try to get up for more of the games, but um, like you, but I, but I agree. I, I feel like a trap game in Starkville or a trap game in Oxford, uh, Oxford, it's a way bigger trap than Manhattan. That that is true, um, but I I don't know. I I feel like OU. I feel like OU's gotten bored with the Big Twelve. I feel like OU fans have gotten bored with the Big Twelve, and I I I think you know with the conference and specifically you know how they handle leadership, how they just flat out refuse to you know. Help us out on, on 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 things like you know the Nebraska game being at eleven a.m. It, it, it's time to go. We don't want big noon Sunday. Well, and,
1: we, yeah, we, and and maybe you're right. And and I think to some extent, um, ultimately, even these these rumors, if they are true, regardless of intent, I think it is good to see, in terms of the business side, because that's really what this is. Uh, it is really good to see OU and Texas working together because we're the biggest keys there. If we could like you said if we could get Texas to drop the Longhorn network, if we could get Texas to roll in, you know, with us and and get the conference in step with OU and Texas to really start to put our foot down with TV deals and and stuff like that, then that fixes all of our problems already without us having to to go anywhere. I understand, you know, there's you know the excitement of of new Games and new places to play, but if we've been, you know, if we had been playing those places for the past hundred years, you'd be saying the same thing about, you know, how neat it would be to play in Manhattan, Kansas, or to play in whatever, because it's new. Like there's that novelty there, you know, that that would wear off. So I really think, I think the best thing for OU would be to remain in the Big Twelve and and to get Texas. Um to be more of a team player conference wise, you know, cause they can, they have the power to go do Longhorn network and to go do, we don't really care that much about the TV deals cause we're not that relevant. And when we're kind of good, we get good TV deals automatically cause our market, we're just going to make our own thing, you know, go in the corner and do our own thing with our own toys, uh, which doesn't help us cause OU never really going to be, you know, unless we turn like a Bama dynasty and we start winning, you know, two to three national yeah. championships back to back consistently, we're
0: never going to be a big market team anywhere close to Texas. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, so it's, that's just a difference between Texas having the money they do with their university, you know, yeah. being located in Austin, Texas, which is by all means a massive, I mean, it's the state capital of one of the biggest States in the, you know, in, in the United States, obviously um, it's, it's a bigger deal. And it, it hasn't, you it's, know, it's the
1: fastest growing economically, it's the fastest growing place in the world. Yeah, period.
0: It's a and big it's, deal. It's a it's, yeah. it's, So it's Joe Rogan lives there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it would it, be great for hey, big big for podcasting, I guess. Uh, yeah. But, um, it it it's. I just I I feel like it gets it has a bigger vibe to it. I know it's the novelty, but I also just feel like. You know the, the the stadiums are bigger. The traditions seem like a little bit. You know they do football bigger. wise.
1: They do care more, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I just.
1: But I, then there's I, like I, they, I, they care more about like baseball too. Like like baseball, like, college baseball is only really relevant in like Mississippi and and some other parts of the SEC.
0: So I mean that's. Baseball would be a good yeah. fit for Texas for sure. That would that would uh be a big yeah. boost for them. Uh basketball wouldn't be the worst. You know, the SEC is not an awful basketball conference. But I I don't know. I just I well, feel you like know, people have insane. people have down years too. That that's an important thing to
1: to remember. You know, Baylor has really crashed hard, but you know, turn the clock
0: back a few years. Baylor was a team that was scaring everybody. Yeah, but, but that's know, like a regression know. to the mean, though. That's a regression to what Baylor's always been. So the, the conference. That is true, but I mean, like,
1: there's there's other teams that have been relevant, you know, and have the potential to be relevant within the Big Twelve, and they're just kind of in in downtimes right now, and you know, all it, it's kind of you know at myself here, but I don't think that anyone really is giving Iowa State the credit that they deserve, or or Matt Campbell, uh, you know, the credit that he deserves for what he's he's done up there. That is a, a dangerous team to anyone. In college football, but it's the brand is Iowa State. Nobody respects it like until they see it. Like, Iowa State is almost, if I'm being completely honest here, they're like UCF level. Like, you know, it's what do they have to do? Like, even if they won out, the storyline would be if we're being realistic, if Iowa State could go undefeated this next year, and the storyline would be, oh, OU was overhyped. Like, that would be the storyline that you would get for Iowa State putting out an absolutely dominant team like it's so it's maybe the sec does fix that because then you have the idea that everyone in the sec is amazing and you could have a vanderbilt team go undefeated um and everyone will be like oh my god this is the greatest college football team that's ever played and it's only because it's the sec whereas if you have iowa state go undefeated win the national championship never gonna happen but People would be like, oh, it was a down year for all the big teams. It was a fluke type thing. So, yeah, who
0: knows? It's like the same thing with the NBA right now, where they've what they called this year's finals a bit of a disappointment, despite the fact it was really good. And the only issue was it was Phoenix and Milwaukee that they had a problem with the cities and the the brands. But, yeah,
1: and it's, yeah, because it's, you know, you don't have the, I guess you had some big names but it's they're not traditionally known, you know, it's a, oh it's not the Lakers, oh it's not the Heat, oh it's not the you know, whatever. I per, per, I love the feen, you know, it's it's
0: it's a side tangent. I love
1: both those teams. I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was a very fun. Yeah, you're probably some of the best yeah, branding period. You've been a Milwaukee Bucks fan since 2014, man, or even prior. Ah yeah, I've been a I, lifelong Bucks fan. I forgot. That is actually also, a I'm also a Suns fan. Oh, yes. NBA is
1: just entirely based off of branding, really. Fair enough. Hey, both are
0: great, great branding. The Suns have,
1: in all of professional sports around the world, the Suns have some of the best branding. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely some it's of the, the best brands, for sure. The black with the
1: orange and purple
0: is just... It's a good look. Yeah. It's a damn good look. But, you know, I, I think we've beaten this thing to to death as it's a, it's a rumor, but... Uh, something's going to happen. I think something's going to happen, uh, but oh, we'll more, see. We've, we've done this before. Come,
1: yeah, more will come of this for sure just looking at the statements that the team's released. Even if there was no intent to go anywhere, you know, this is going to cause changes. This is going to cause ripple effects regardless. So, you know, we're already seeing panicking from A&M. We're already seeing, you know – um Oklahoma state being like the hurt little brother that wasn't invited to, to come like play, you know, Oklahoma state, releasing their statement. Like anyone cared. Um, Like we're going to be like, Oh no, Oklahoma state. What are we going to do now? uh, Oklahoma state basically went to the big 12 and was like, Hey, or Oklahoma state came, came out to OU and was like, Hey, mom said it's my turn to release a statement. Like, You know, they're just kind of doing their own
0: thing. Yeah, I I recently saw a, a thing from uh, some Baylor fans who were really upset about about this, and I don't know. I I, I think it was I I think Texas would be completely out of their their league here, but I think OU can compete. Not yeah. win titles, but, but I, I mean, think they can they can snag one from Alabama here and there. You know, if if Auburn could do it, I'm just saying oh, OU can do it.
1: Yeah, I and I mean realistically. Um, I mean, Texas – and, again, I'm not trying to talk – I think Texas is on its way back to being, you know, at least relevant or competitive within the conference, but they're not competitive where they're at right now. So I don't, I don't think that Texas is delusional enough to think that they're going to go to the SEC and immediately start winning. I, I think for them it's all, you know, business side and, and, and brand side, you know.
0: Yeah, they're like, we get the A&M game back. You know, we're in a bigger league. We got that excitement. Yeah, we'll go seven and like four, or probably worse than that. But like, no, no. no. Here is
1: honestly, I think because I do, I really do believe in the SEC being really top heavy. You know, you've had those those flukes of of those teams that are legitimately just everything works, like LSU. Um, you know, when they won the championship. But I really do think that there's a lot of over. I think that Texas would come over. And do just as good, you know. As they lose to OU, they lose to Bama if they played them. Well, and they maybe drop another game, but I don't think they'd be a four-loss team even in the SEC West. Well, I think let, it would
0: shock a lot of people, you know, how well they performed. Well, well, let's go. Let's 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 take a look at this. This would be the technical SEC West if OU and Texas joined. Let's go ahead and move Alabama to the Alabama and Auburn to the East because that makes more uh, geographical sense for them. And let's move Missouri back.
1: I I love that potential scenario because then OU and Texas have found a way to fuck over both A and M and also Georgia.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and, and, Georgia, and Georgia Florida, so <laughs> Tennessee. Oh god, yeah, it, it would be a disaster for the East. Tennessee uh, fans
1: are always mad, and then they're also losing every game. So I don't, it wouldn't matter no matter what happens.
0: Tennessee okay. fans are going to be mad. True, true, true. So okay, let, let me let me give you this rundown. This year, uh, how many games does Texas win in this new SEC West division? Let's start with OU. Yeah. OU win or loss? Loss. Ole Miss. Where is it being played? Let's just let's 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 say home. Let's say all of these. Let's give Texas home. a bit of the doubt. They're all these are all home games for some home
1: for Texas early in the season. Potential overtime loss, probably a win. Okay, yeah, probably a win. I'll go win. I'll go win here. Let me write these down. So,
0: yeah, for, so Ole Miss. So Texas we'll beats Old Miss in Austin. Would win that one. Yeah, we're just we're giving Texas a yeah. bit of bit of, fit of the doubt here. These yeah. are home games. Uh, Mississippi State win. Oh, for sure win. Uh, do they win on the road? Do you think? Yeah, they win regardless. They win regardless. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, LSU win. Oh, for sure win. Yeah. Okay. LSU. LSU's, LSU's, LSU's got go bats back. I think. No. So, so that makes them what three? So they're three and one. Uh, Missouri in Austin. I'll, I'll have to give him. The, I can see him <laughs> losing,
1: but I, if I gave him Ole Miss, then I'm going to give him Missouri. Okay, <laughs> okay, dropping that
0: one. And uh, I believe Walker's the fight. This is a real game they're playing, by the way. Uh, they're they're playing this one at Fayetteville in real life, so that's a what week? Uh, like week two.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's a loss. So they're so four by, and two right now.
0: They're four and two, so they 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 go four and two in their division then uh wait i'm I, who am i who am i missing who am i missing uh lsu the two mississippi teams oh you oh texas a&m Win. oh yeah win. they beat a&m yeah
1: for sure really AM uh, this is, is a good i, a good I honestly believe that a&m is super overrated uh yeah but i think te- it, this is texas though i don't think texas is very good i i honestly think that texas is, i think that texas is on its way back
0: but not this year
1: I don't like this here. I, you know what we need is we need, we need national gambling legislation, because that would just that would Sarkesian would go off the deep end
0: again. So, oh God! It's time to end the podcast probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you think Texas would go five and two in their first year? So yeah, this isn't an issue competition wise. If Texas goes five and two in the SEC West, I think that's bold. I don't know if I would go with that, but also well, like
1: okay, you're talking about a you're talking about a hypothetical SEC West, though. true? Because I understand you have OU in Texas, but there's potential, you know, that that they come over and maybe Bama and Auburn don't move at all, or maybe one of them moves. I could see them moving Bama just to keep that. I, I could see them not wanting OU and Bama in the same conference, especially if you're going to keep LSU over there or, or division. Um, oh, Cause yeah. I, think, I think the SEC respects LSU and Auburn uh, both a little bit more than Georgia, regardless of what Georgia does. But uh, it, cause it's just one of those brands thing, you know, it's, Calls well, I mean, people so just subjective with like. I, I hate to, I think like old money is like the best term to like use for it. Like if you don't have like a, a, lineage like a pedigree, like you know if you're if you weren't winning
0: championships in the 1800s, then people are like okay. So which is the the SEC lineage is really weird. Shout out to Lane for forever fumbling the bag by intentionally leaving the SEC. Uh, well, because so I,
1: if, yeah, but that's what if what if the Big Twelve added Tulane and Memphis? I don't want that. Yeah, okay, but that solves relevancy in basketball. Memphis adds something there, a I, little I, bit don't. maybe potentially. But that adds a really interesting place to go play. There's a Bass Pro Pyramid, and you add <laughs> Tulane. Tulane is cooler than, um, you know LSU. Tulane is in New Orleans. That would be an awesome conference game all the time and that's a drivable distance i know it's one of our non-conferences coming up and it's not because tulane is any good or any relevant they have really cool uniforms but that's a really cool place to go play in new orleans
0: yeah but it's not the superdome and you know the, the again the the team isn't good i want to see good football along with the cool stuff i feel like even though you lose like the coolness with baton rouge to louis uh to new orleans you, you get a good game out of it and that is truly one of the best atmospheres in college football. So I I don't know. I I, I think it's I, I would much rather jump ship. I think the Big Twelve has lost all of the good teams and it could add. I think it's I'm I think gonna it's be
1: completely good. honest. The the only thing that I really want conference wise is for OU to have recurring home and homes with Colorado somehow. I know that wasn't even a thing in the Big
0: 12 because we had different divisions, but I would, that would be super cool. Well, I mean, it was a thing in the Big 8 when you know we played them av- literally home and home. Yeah. Uh, Which is so- why I was trying to go with my
1: hypothetical new conference idea. So hypothetical,
0: you know, cool. let, let's, let's, let's do this hypothetical. Let's go with the, the plan OU originally wanted to do, and let's, go to, let's trade one bad conference for another, go to the Pac-12. Um, you bring OU... Texas it's terrible. You could bring, board. you could bring two more. You can bring two more bring Oklahoma state and maybe, I don't know, throw a dart at the board. TCU Baylor, take your pick or Kansas. I, yeah. That, that could work for basketball. Mm,
1: okay. I, I bring them for the basketball relevancy,
0: but it, it doesn't work because
1: I'd probably, I'd probably have to go with TCU if I'm okay. being honest. I hate, I'm a known hater of Waco. Nothing in Kansas is relevant if we exclude basketball. We're bringing Oklahoma State, who would be my next choice besides Texas. Yeah. Um, Fort Worth is cool, man. Yeah. Fort Worth is Fort Worth is cool. TCU, T- really good academically. Um, super, it's drivable for the fans because then you have you know at least you know a couple of games a year that for sure are going to be within well traffic. Yeah. We'll say within two and a half hours of of OU. You have at least all of our home games, Stillwater no matter what, Red River no matter what. TC, Arizona. No matter
0: what. The Arizona schools aren't awful.
1: How are you going to drive to Arizona in two and a half hours?
0: Well, not in two and a half hours. I'm just saying overall Arizona, drive.
1: Yeah, no, they're not. In flight-wise, it's like 90 minutes.
0: Yeah, just get um, a flight out to Phoenix, call it good. Yeah, Arizona so, State is super, super cool stadium. But where it doesn't work is you – it's are, terrible for the fans. You're in the it's, you're in the exact same issue. You're still on a Fox contract. You have uh, the I mean, Larry Scott and the and the Pac-12 are, are as bad as it gets. It's somehow somehow make it make the Big 12 look uh, competent. So you're 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 trading one bad conference for another, even though you're getting a li- you know some cool games. You know, going out to USC maybe would be nice. I don't nice. know.
1: I think I really think that the Pac-12 with, let's say, Texas, Oklahoma State, OU, and TCU, because that's kind of what we settled on, is a much better conference than uh, the Big 12. <laughs> I don't know why it took me forever to think of the Big 12. But, it, it, it's. Uh, I would. I would personally, if we're going to do – the Pac 12, because at that point, like it's we just have games that are just absurdly far away, even by flight, it's, like you know, Washington and, and everything else, or, or Oregon, like the recurring games, it's just absurd. And, and at that point, I would rather us go to the ACC if we, yeah, oh, that, that, that works. That works. We, that works talking so about the cultural fit for um, the OU and the SEC, we would also mesh with a lot of the ACC.
0: We don't Uh, culturally culturally and
1: and fan base wise. We do
0: not have a state that connects with the ACC. And I like the Pac-12. Well, wait, no, no, no. That that doesn't count if we take West Virginia with us. Like, no, no, I'm saying the big 12. Sorry, not the big 12. Oklahoma is not connected to anyone in the, uh, uh, in the ACC. They are in the SEC. Who are we connected Um, to? Oh, we touch Colorado. We touch Colorado. Well, if that gets us a game
1: in Boulder every other year, <laughs> we're,
0: we're just trying to find scenarios to get us in Boulder.
1: Actually, I don't know if I want that because I'm kind of a Colorado fan.
0: Yeah, just go to Colorado if you want to. Let's schedule a home and home and yeah. you know, try to do it like OU Nebraska or something. I don't, I don't know. Like have a have an OU Nebraska or a OU Colorado game. You know, maybe uh, everyone plays each other. You know, a little triumvirate. You know, OU Nebraska and Colorado all play each other like some sort of weird freeway, you know, uh, you know, home and home. I don't know. Maybe
1: coming up, I, I have a feeling uh, for the fans that are still listening. I don't know why they would be at this point, 45 minutes in. People love uh, I, I alignment. I have a feeling that we're going to be doing podcasts a little more frequently coming up, you know, maybe once a week. So a I think maybe a, a good 30-minute uh, podcast before the season starts would be just a hypothetical dream realignment for all of CFB. There's a lot of neat scenarios and, and things out there. You know, if you just started uh tabula rosa and 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 had to, you know, create a conference, what you would do. That might be a neat a neat pod to get some people on and, and stuff. So yeah, just like I think we're at that point right now. Like we've we've talked down the the existing rumors and the existing statements. I don't think any more news is gonna come out tonight. No. Uh, about this this realignment stuff, I'm eventually, you know, there's going to be um, secondary and tertiary effects that that occur. But yeah, I think we've kind of talked we've, it down a lot. We're
0: getting into the, you know, <laughs> we talked about hypotheticals. Here. We talked about a Pac-12 hypothetical, which is how you know, like we've we've the horse is is, is very de, very yeah, we, talked,
1: we talked about making a deal with the ACC to bring uh, TCU.
0: <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this, this one probably might need to get trimmed a little bit for the <laughs> pod cut, but you never know. People love realignment talk, so uh, we'll answer one question because I just saw it. Do you think it'll drive more or less recruits to big 12 schools with this news, or if it actually happens? So, I think this is if this deal falls, apart, it's going to be incredibly painful for the big 12 to recover, uh, for OU and Texas even to recover because. This is a direct sign that OU and Texas do not believe in the Big 12 and are trying to actively leave. I think that's a bad look for um it's a bad look for everyone else, and it's a worse look if it doesn't work for OU.
1: Yeah. I so I, I don't think that there's a way where it doesn't
0: work for OU, right? Because it's no, I mean it, if it doesn't like if OU like tries to go to the SEC, they say no, then it looks bad on OU. Yeah, but it's
1: there's like, we wouldn't be having talks like we wouldn't get to a point where it's like we're sitting in a conference room, right? And we sign the the contract and pass it across the table, and the SEC is like, ah, no, like that wouldn't happen. So it's like I I don't think there's a way where it fails for OU publicly because OU can no matter what happens, OU in Texas can come back and be like, oh, like we were playing 4D chess. This was to like get more leverage with like the big 12 like we wanted the deal to fall through like we were the puppet master the whole time so I don't like I don't think there's a way where OU loses OU specifically and Texas specifically will not lose face here period right because we have all of the power in this deal like you know because the SEC wouldn't be talking to us period unless it brought something to us like the SEC has no reason to try to like undercut the big 12 like the big 12 as a conference is completely irrelevant to the sec like they're not like they're not playing you know game of thrones like in the background you know trying to like undercut the the big 12 like it's OU and texas have the you know the power here regardless to do what we want so I, i don't think there's a way it fails for ou i do think it it hurts the big 12 as a whole recruiting wise i think it hurts you know our our other teams, you know, because then it shows like, it it really shows no matter how we feel that we don't really respect them that much. Um, If we're just trying to like, Hey, like, we don't want to play these guys. Like if, if, you know, OU thinks we're going to beat whoever we play, we'd rather play these teams over here because at least it would be more interesting when we win. That is, that is a pretty big slap in the face to, to the other teams. But I also think that like, Recruiting has changed so much, with in so many ways. Just even in the past five years, and how it's really national. I mean, our starting quarterback is from Phoenix, Arizona, and and we got a bunch of dudes on on the team, you know, from all over. and And you know, it's hard to say necessarily who's going to be a starter here, here and there. Uh, but we have guys, you know, starting from.
0: All over, like we we're getting Kyle guys. Guy Nelson, number one recruit from uh, ca- uh, California, uh, number yeah. and some people's. We run, have guys. Number one quarterback out there.
1: Yeah, and, and Riley has not won a championship. Like we have guys that during the Switzer era, at like the peak of the Switzer era, where we were just winning. You know, we were extremely dominant, minus some flukes with Miami. Uh, we could never have imagined getting some of the guys that we're getting now. In terms of just where they're located. Part of that is because, you know, the California teams are now nationally irrelevant as a whole and and there's more that plays into it, but recruiting is very much a national thing and there's so much player and and student athlete, if we want to use that term, agency now and ability for them to make decisions that we're seeing, you know, guys aren't just going to, oh, this is my closest school, like I'm from Oklahoma, the the coach visited, you know, I, I go to Broken Arrow or, or uh, you know, Jinx or whoever's good at, at football high school-wise in Oklahoma right now, and the coach visited, so I'm going to go there. We have guys that are going, I'm the number one or number whatever quarterback in the nation. Lincoln Riley has gotten every single one of his quarterbacks, at least to the Heisman ceremony, mm-hmm. period, and two-thirds of them are 50% of it, yeah, Two out of four, fifty percent of Lincoln Riley's quarterbacks have won the Heisman. Like I'm a quarterback, I'm going to go there because every single one of them has gone to the NFL.
0: Yeah, I, so, I agree. Quarterback wise, it's going to be fine for OU. It's
1: the same. is going to be the OU, OU. They'll wise. be fine. You get, you get that with linemen. We're getting that with running backs now too, especially, in, and you see that at, at other schools. You know, you see guys going. You know, I'm good at this position. I want to go play for this coach, regardless of where he is. You know, there's still some. You know, home. They're still like Baker Mayfield was an OU fan growing up. Decided to to transfer to OU after. Like that does still play a a part, but guys aren't really restricted to their region anymore or or conference really even. So I I, I don't know if that really hurts
0: OU in Texas recruiting wise. The conference, yes. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ty, we've talked about a rumor for about an hour. Uh, we're we're getting in uh, we're getting in um, game day form here. I'm loving it. So. <laughs> Uh, this is this is this is very on brand for us. So if you liked what you what you saw, uh, we will be talking uh, OU football a lot this year, uh, multiple pods per week uh, during the season, and uh, we talk Big Twelve a lot as well with our uh, uh, weekend spread stuff. So uh, one thing is for sure, OU's going to be around for a while at the Big Twelve. So who who knows how long, but we'll see. Um, Ty, any final thoughts before we sign off on this? Um, I, I think just to, to sort of reel back to where I started
1: personally is it's just rumors and nothing's going to happen this year. Even if we signed a contract right now, you know, nothing's going to happen for this next season. So no matter what, this is a, a fish that is very far from the boat. Uh, if, if anyone's familiar with that sort of closest fish to the boat metaphor. Uh, so Obviously, as fans, it doesn't matter what we're thinking or talking about in terms of OU, but uh, this is not really, we got bigger, we got bigger fish closer to the boat, uh, especially as we roll into the end of July. So absolutely, absolutely. This is we- definitely interesting, and I think there's going to be more that comes of this regardless. Now that we've seen statements from OU in Texas, we know that at least a meeting or some level of discussion occurred. So there's going to be more news that comes, period whether it's some changes to the way the Big 12 does things or, you know, some wild stuff. So there's going to be more news, but I wouldn't lose any sleep over it, and I wouldn't be sitting on, you know, my phone or computer constantly refreshing uh, Twitter or, or the news to, to get some more news from this. I don't think it's going to be anything, you know,
0: breaking, developing, scoring <laughs> type thing. No, you know, no it, it was now, but it's going to simmer for a bit. It was, so, it was a nice... It was a nice bit of a nice little well of, you know, information, you know, that, you know, shook it up a little bit from what we got, Um, you know, this offseason is long and full of just garbage, garbage content. So it was nice to actually jump on something tangible for sure. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ty, uh, we will have more going forward where we'll actually talk about football. Um, This is just kind of a little emergency pod. We'll get the crew together uh we're about to go into our uh season previews our uh you know best gambling stuff as usual uh in terms of you know you know best props best heisman odds those those are always fun so keep an eye out for that uh we got a lot of content coming your way trust me when i say that we got some really big stuff uh coming down the pipeline so um get excited it's gonna be a fun year so um Yep. For uh, me and Ty, this has been the schooner pod. Thank you so much for watching or listening and we'll catch you next time.